It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. So glad you could be with us today. We're a couple minutes late. We had a little trouble on my end. So um, really appreciate everyone in the sound engineers helping us out. So glad that you could be with us. Uh, it is not a bright sun Saturday day in Roanoke. What's oh, up? I don't know what's up with that. It's usually the case. No, we normally bring the, the sunshine. We normally bring the sunshine. Hey, uh, a quick shout out to our friends in uh, Texas and the Houston area. For the folks that outside the U.S., uh, it's the fourth largest city and they are just getting flooded. Mm-hmm. They are expecting over 50 inches of rain by mm-hmm. Thursday, which is a year's worth of rain in about five days. Mm-hmm. So hearts and, and uh, prayers go out to our, our friends in Texas. Mm-hmm. So today, um, we appreciate you joining us on Volcast. What we're going to be covering is strategic planning. So I've got Lee and Jennifer here with me, and we've been actually in a strategic planning session all day ourselves, working on voltage over the next year. What are our plans? What are we trying to do? And so we said we take a break for an hour and have a conversation, let you kind of peel back the uh, door to the uh, strategic planning session that we've been going through. Open up the halls of leadership. Open up the right. halls of leadership. Oh, good and Lord. Illuminate leadership. Well, it is getting deep in here. So um, if you want to reach us today, uh, please feel free to email me, jeff at voltageleadership.com. I'll let uh, Jennifer and Lee do most of the talking today. I'll keep an eye on our mail. Our phone call is, our phone number is one 866 472-5788. So I've got Lee Hubert uh, and Jennifer Owen O'Quill from Voltage Leadership. And like I said, we've been doing strategic planning all day. So I'm going to lean to Jennifer. She she is in the midst of leading a bunch of strategic planning sessions throughout uh, the, really the world, but certainly in our region, you've been doing a lot. Hi. You know, Jennifer, um, you know, what do you think the importance is of uh, the strategic planning process and sort of getting off site? Let's start there and then we'll, we'll move to what's working, what's not working. Right. So the first thing is to um, pause and take the time to think and to simply choose a thinking rhythm. That's the first step. So it's, the first step is check with your calendar and make the time to pull up, think, and and have the, have, the, have the opportunity. The other thing is to figure out what your desired outcome is for each of those sessions. So the thinking environments are different. So mm-hmm. what kind of thinking environment are you having for the day? Mm-hmm. You, and I, you and I checked in just yesterday, right? So a good, a good facilitator, I will say, will check in right beforehand and make sure that the make sure that the plan is still, uh, the plan that you have in mind is still the one that's needed. Mm-hmm. The rhythm is going so much faster, wouldn't you say, Lee? Absolutely. And yeah. so just to stay with that, you have to be current. So what's the thinking rhythm that you have uh, monthly, quarterly, annually, and then, uh, and then who needs to be in the room? So. Mm-hmm. That's a great jump off point, Jennifer. When you, when you say, you know, I look at it as strategic planning, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Is it a quarterly review? We're sort of doing that a little bit today for Voltage Leadership. Is it is it semi-annual? Is it uh, annual? You know, what are we trying to accomplish? And then to your point about rhythm, um, I like to look at structure. Who needs to be in the room? Where should it be? Should it be on-site, off-site? What's the appropriate venue? 
And then do you have an appropriate framework to operate from within? And we're going to share some practical tips and tools and uh, things that are our structure uh, and voltage leadership with our radio audience today. Fascinating, huh? Yes. All right. I think so. Well, I think it is, too. Um, you know, I think from my perspective, um, a little bit what Jennifer said, just taking the time to take a step back is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into, like, what's working well, what, what are the challenges, what do we see? Um, but putting it on the calendar, taking the time to do it, and trying to stay on focus, even today for our own group, you know, one of the things that we noticed, uh, we have a uh, rabbit sitting in front of our microphone right now that, that we talk about. Which- <laughs> Okay, and so um, what I would say for you is that we have the, we go down these rabbit trails, <laughs> and uh, like just now, nicely. <laughs> all I can say, can you imagine trying to keep this group together? All oh. just no. Uh, but we went down some rabbit trails where we dive down into some really weak stuff that's important for the moment, but it's not really a strategic conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, it's as simple as what time are we having our next meeting and, you know, where are we going to lunch? And so I would also just say having a good facilitator, having a really good agenda. Uh, uh, Jennifer did do a nice job of checking in yesterday to make sure that we're on the same page. Really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, Jennifer, you know, let's start with you from a what are some of the things that you're seeing going well in the organizations that take strategic planning seriously? Well, I think that it's when it's going well, there is a, when it's going well, there's a sense that the leader has their hand on the rudder of not just where the organization is going, but the maturity of people's thinking in the organization and where they need to be, meet people where they are. So uh, as people come and go from the team, right, do we need to reset? Do, who do we need to catch up? Do I need to, what I'm going to walk into the day that we have together, what do I need to do in advance mm-hmm. so that everybody's in the same place and space by the time we get together and are moving forward? So that's one of the things I would think of is a preparation time when it's going well. Um, to continue to be thinking about the actual context that you're walking into at that moment. So there might be something that's disruptive that's happened in the marketplace. There might be something that's been disruptive that's happened on your team. Mm-hmm. There might be something right, that, Houston. right, yeah, yeah. right, that, that anything could be going on mm-hmm. both in your business and in the world and with the people. That, uh, for example, for our team, right, there's the things that are going on in the world, but there's also Jeff just came back from taking his daughter off to college and that's a big that's a go dukes right and uh, blue devils go blue devils <laughs> so you can say go dukes though we got to school so yeah. well, that's right it's a jmu thing that's right. i get very confused here that's okay. he's wearing two different shirts today it's a duke of a different color <laughs> and so uh just being able to stay uh, alongside where people are coming from when they roll up to the conversation and um and be aware of that. The other, it's all to stop there and, okay. and Leah, talk yeah. more to say. Well, let me add on to what Jennifer was talking about. Earlier you mentioned agenda. Very important to have a good facilitator. Mm-hmm. Get the agenda items out as early as you can. And then to my point, we had structure. So I'm going to share with you in high level what the structure was from our actual voltage leadership uh, strategic uh, session today, right? So the first thing was, you know, the opening round checking in with people. How are you? What's up? What's down? You know, make sure you make eye contact with people. 
get a sense of everybody's got their lights on and, and there's somebody's home and the lights are on. Second thing is talking about for us, it's more of a quarterly, you, you maybe do this slightly differently in a semi-annual or annual mode, but for us today, it's a quarterly marketing analysis. You know, what's taking place? Do we need to change our technology, upgrade our technology? Is there something new that's impacting us? Um, you know, what, what's the strategy to utilize that? Next thing is the marketplace itself. And as we get into a little deeper dive into the bigger strategy discussion, you know, the SWOT discussion and all that, for us, it's like, what are the trends in the marketplace and how are they impacting us? And Jennifer pointed out, you know, socioeconomic, whether it could, it could be any number of different things, um, followed by, you know, what's the really the big targets for business? Um, you know, client proposals, people we want to go and propose to, people we're serving well now, people that are at risk, what are all the variables? And then finally, we'll probably wrap up with a business development discussion of some sort because that makes sense to do so. Okay, good. Jennifer, what gets in the way? Oh, well, when people are not aligned about the purpose of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So at particularly across levels in an organization, I think it's helpful when you have a, a diversity of level in the room, but how how big do you want that swing to be in thinking? So being intentional about that, what's going to contribute and and to really have a clear understanding about the desired outcome for a conversation. So are we really thinking through what the strategic uh, it, what the strategic outcome is for our for our thinking that's actionable in the next 18 months, or are we looking at the five-year trend in, of, of the business that we're in? And to know which way you're supposed to be thinking and that you're tracking along with that, it's mm-hmm. very helpful. So I think that's what something that gets in the way is when people are talking in different directions, somebody to the here and now, somebody to, uh, to 18 months from now, somebody dreaming about the future, what needs Let me get this right. Today. Jennifer's talking about dreaming about the future now. Okay, I'm just making sure we're all on the same page here now. That's happened before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to your point, Jennifer, it's, um, I like that it's, do we have, are we aligned around our desired outcome? And one of the struggles that I do see in a lot of strategic planning processes is you have very competing needs. So mm-hmm. I often do uh, board meetings where the board is, you know, they're really concerned about, five, six, seven years out, mm-hmm. but then there'll be a board member that cares about this moment, mm-hmm. this week, and mm-hmm. they want to get it solved. Um, and so it's trying to make sure that you are managing that well. Even within our, our, our own conversations, though, sometimes it's like someone gets really excited about a product mm-hmm. or someone else might be interested in what market are we developing or mm-hmm. our next program. So I think that it speaks to having a clear agenda, a good agreed upon desired outcome, and some really good facilitation to make sure we don't go down the rabbit holes. Speaking of rabbit holes, uh, Lee, what would you like to add? Well, gee, thanks a lot. Well, you mentioned it. First of all, you did a, you do a good job, Jeff, of in our dialogue earlier of saying, okay, well, let's table that for now, and then let's move on to the next point. In the shorter term, in the near term, here's the things I think people want to know. You mentioned, you know, what's working well. I'll add, what are we, what have we been struggling with, or what's been getting in the way? Sometimes just staying on topic gets in the way because, you know, people want to go down uh, different things like me, the rabbit hole. Uh, but the other things are talk about the things that went well. What are the biggest successes so far this year, and you know, what are the biggest obstacles anticipated 
during the coming year. In other words, as I go out whatever time frame to Jennifer's point or to Jeff's point, what do winning moves look like? Mm. And we'll define winning moves in just a little bit, probably after an upcoming break. But, uh, you know, really you put your, your strategic thinking cap on with us because we're going to share some really good practical ideas with you you want to you capture. Jennifer, anything to add to that? Uh, I would say, I think you, I think you got it. Watch for watch for the rabbit holes, right? Yeah. And stay on point and agree on the direction and the and the timeline of the direction of the thinking. And if you get that, at least people will be aligned. Yeah, I was questioning somebody yesterday that uh, is chief product officer, and he was leading the strategic planning process, and he was really working hard at trying to bring everyone along but they're about to miss a deadline. And so we also talked about, is this a time where we can be co-creating together or when do we have to start to make a decision and make sure that we get to our strategic plan? So I do think that that's important too, of what's the competence of people in the room about having the strategic planning conversation. And then when do we have to stop sort of talking and make some decisions? So what I see occasionally happen is we don't have clear sort of boundaries about who's the decision maker. Mm -hmm. Does every person's vote count equally? Mm And so I think um, to do this really well, uh, having clear decision making, when are we going to make a make the call, and is it done today, or is this something that we've got a month to come back and prepare? So making sure that you know all of those different things. So what I'd say for now is a good start. You know, we've got we've covered some good topics. Um, that's sort of our overall thinking. What we'll move to next is some defining of some of these keywords like when he moves and SWAT and start to give you some of our best practices. So we'll be back in uh, two minutes uh, after the break and look forward to talking to you more about strategic planning. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and so glad you could be with us. I'm Jeff Smith, and we're doing Volcast today. We're doing it from our office, um, and so it may sound a little more echo- echoey, but the nice part is you get all three of us in the room at the same time. So That's right. If it sounds like we're in the hallway, we're not. We're in a nice conference room where we do our coaching and all that. So we apologize. A-Rod tried to fix a lot of things for us at break. Uh, so we appreciate you guys sticking uh, with us, and uh, let's continue this really interesting conversation around strategic planning. So, Lee, ahead of uh, the break, you introduced a concept called winning moves. And I really, I, I like this concept. Can you explain what you meant by winning moves? Yeah, I think it's uh, winning moves is excellent for you folks that are familiar with it. Uh, you know, you, you understand what it is that I'm talking about. For those of you who are not fam- familiar with winning moves, it comes from the work by Patrick Thien. Um, and the long story short is, it's how many moves can you make that can deliver two to five times your current revenue in the next five years. Now, it's kind of like Covey's quadrants in as much that, you know, is this important and should, is it something we should do now? Meaning, is it easy to do and is it expensive or is it not expensive? The fact that something might require some investment does not necessarily mean we shouldn't do it. The question is, what's the impact? In other words, is it a winning move? Now, the reverse is also true. You can latch onto something that seems inexpensive, cheap, it's expedient. It gets you to do something, Mm -hmm. but what value does it add? And and to our point, as we have this discussion today, how does it add value to the strategic plan? Does it match the strategic intent? And of course, there's other things that cost a lot of money that are boondoggles that look seductive, that might be down a rabbit hole or down a rabbit trail and might end up being almost disastrous for some businesses because it sucks up all the resources. Yeah, so um, again, a winning move is something that is high impact, relatively easy to do. It, it, nothing in business is completely easy, but relatively easy to do. You know, putting a man on the moon, not easy. Mm-hmm. Going into a new market that's similar to what you're in, mm-hmm. easier for you to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it looks like it's like two to five times, uh, creating two to five times the value in the next you know, two to three years. And so for us, we were talking a good bit this morning about in our business, uh, you know, gamification, virtual training, mm-hmm. you know, is that something we want to get into um, that has the potential to be a winning move? But we felt like from our perspective right now, that that was probably an expensive winning move. Mm-hmm. It's possible it could be uh, done, but for a, a mid-sized firm like us, to be the ones to create the software, to hire um, mm-hmm. IT folks on, That's doesn't right. match who we are. It's the right move for somebody else, though, mm-hmm. and we might want to partner with them. So our winning move could be, how do we form that strategic partnership in two mm-hmm. to three years? But for us to create our own games that do leadership programs, things like that, not our expertise. Interesting, and depends on who you ask what's a winning move, right? Yeah. You know, let's talk about a gradation just a little bit. You mentioned, is it a board meeting? Is it a C-level meeting? Is it a, a VP uh, director meeting? Is it a team meeting? You know, the priorities and the planning that results may vary from that. I mean, I've been in board meetings, you know, although some of those can go. I mean, they can be, you need excellent facilitation to keep that stuff on track. Jennifer's been busily taking some notes over here. So, Jennifer, I'm not even going to ask you a question. I'm just going to say, holy cow, that's a lot of great notes. 
give us your wisdom. What do you have for us? So when you come up with a winning, one of the ways you come up with winning moves is you have to think through what it is that is, what is going well, right? What mm-hmm. your opportunities are and what is not going so well. Um, both internally, your weaknesses, and externally, the threats, right? So that you just have your eye on the the landscape. And I like, instead of um, the SWAT, I like that TOES model. Um, TOES, like like tow your car or tow yourself out of the ditch. Not Zach Brown Band, TOES in the Water. Because it asks you to think not just through what those strengths are, and uh, opportunities and weaknesses and threats are, but it puts it in a matrix that says, what, how, how can we um, use our strengths to capitalize on some opportunities? So it puts these things together and it mm-hmm. makes you think through, not just capturing ideas, which aren't actionable, but what is actionable data? So SWOT is a nice information, but how do you make it actionable? So those simple questions of how can our, um, how can we use our strengths to capitalize on opportunities? How can we take advantage of the opportunities to mitigate our weaknesses? Mm-hmm. How can we uh, get our strengths, um, use our strengths to get a better handle on the threats that are out there? And then the other question is, um, what, uh, what weaknesses do we have that that we have to an external threat, right? So we have weaknesses and we have external threats, and how do we make sure that we're aware of what those are, right? And is there a way that there a weakness can be turned into something good in terms of an external threat? You never know. So just using that lens to capture what's going on inside of your business mm-hmm. and inside of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, that's, uh, you know, most people I think are familiar with SWAT, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and the threats. TOES is a little different, um, and so it kind of just reverses it. Um, we won't teach it any deeper here today, but if you want more information, you know, I refer you back to some of our website. We've written a blog around TOES in the past, uh, as well as if you just Google it, you can get some more information about TOES. What's important about that, though, is you're asking yourself questions about what does our sort of our state of our state look like? And then how do we go about overcoming it and putting uh, strategic plans and goals specifically around those topics Um, where I see strategic planning uh, maybe going askew at times is we, we follow someone's personality. Yeah. too strongly you know so someone's got a really strong personality maybe they speak the loudest mm-hmm. maybe they have the biggest title I, I work in a lot of times in healthcare mm-hmm. and you can have one area maybe it is cardiology that um, is such a big revenue producer that we sort of mm-hmm. overemphasize one area mm-hmm. so I think there's an element too of how are we going to make sure that we get to the most important topics and not have a person dominate, right? And so spending time in each one um, allows us to be able to say, all right, let's focus on the right things and not just on one small opportunity or one small threat. And again, that goes back to having a good facilitator, good desired outcomes, and you also have to have someone that can take on, let's call it the bully in the room, mm-hmm. that when they start to dominate, that we go and have that conversation. Finally, I'll show up after this, Lee, I'm coming to you. No, no, you're good, you're good. But what I'd say too is what Lee alluded to earlier, you know, often um, Jennifer and I led a session together this past Friday where we start to get down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and we were comfortable saying, interesting that seems like a conversation for another day mm-hmm. you know i said it a couple times this morning i also let us down a couple rabbit holes no you know, yeah i know but i've given the folks on the team the, the ability to call a mm-hmm. rabbit hole right, right. Mm-hmm. and i'm fairly self-aware 
But I would just say fairly. <laughs> I'm getting some feedback here. But fairly. <laughs> right. Anyway, what I would say though is again remembering that you gotta have someone that can facilitate and cut something off or else you won't get to the major topics. So, mm-hmm. Lee. What's up for you next? Well, I'm going to share with you uh, something that's really, really, really important because this has this, this has to do with the board level, and sometimes board level, sometimes executive team, the CEO, and the C level, and that is one of the outputs from the planning process are actionable items. Something you know we've gone through, we know the rhythm, we got good facilitation, we got you know we know what's working well, we want to see what's going on the horizon, we know what the threats are, we've done toes. Now we have to try to figure out what to do with it. So what do I do with it? One of the biggest wastes of time that I see groups make, executive teams or boards, is that they spend too much time tasking people on deliverables over which they have no influence. Mm. Let me say that again. You're wasting your time if you're going to task people to take action on deliverables over which they have no influence. Mm-hmm. So we would make a huge spreadsheet. I think of an offsite I did for a healthcare client. And you know we had you know 87 items on the spreadsheet. If you envision this in your mind's eye, and on the left side of the spreadsheet, and on the right side it says action item and owner or owners plural. Okay, well before we started pitching 52 on who owns what, I went around the room and said who has influence over this by a show of hands, and we busted that up into a subset. So then when it really got time for the rubber to meet the road. We didn't waste time. We assigned the right influences to the right actionable items. So if nothing else from today's vocast, if you all can take that away, it's just I understand you see the heads nodding in frustration. Sometimes people get frustrated that we're not making progress. Didn't we talk about that, you know, eight months ago, six months ago? Here's how to get past some of that. Along those lines, Jeff, I come right back to you. Um, working with uh, Amy Ingram and her team down at Qualtrics, uh, we've, we've had Amy on the show back uh, earlier this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we do at the end of the day is a sanity check. So this, <laughs> oh, this is man, important. That's good. Um, did we bite off too much? And one of the things that we noticed was around the winning moves, um, when we were picking the priorities for the year, we saw that one of the executives had three out of the five priorities. Mm-hmm. And so we made it a rule of that team. This doesn't have to be your rule, but with this team, we made it a uh, rule that an executive could only have one of the initiatives. Mm-hmm. Because you're so busy with your day job, and so others had to pick up the initiative. Now, that's not to say that Jennifer wouldn't have uh, feedback, but she couldn't run three. She needed mm-hmm. to run one. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that team chose. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have to do a sanity check at the end and say, is this even possible? And have we allocated appropriately? And when we saw that one person was going to have three out of five, yeah, it just cool. didn't sound possible, right? Mm-hmm. Plus all the other things that they have to do. So, sorry, Jennifer, I cut you off. To piggyback on that, one thing, be excellent. Do be if excellent. You, yeah. If you have one assignment, you could be excellent at it. If you have three, you might be good at one, and you might be terrible at one, but none of them are going to be excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is there needs to be one owner. No, no, these kumbaya uh, committees with two, <laughs> two leaders, that please don't do that. Yeah. Just one leader for a committee, one right. leader for an initiative. Somebody has to own and be accountable for the outcome. And you right. have to be able to say it's on – Bob, if Bob needs help, if, if Jeff needs help, if Jennifer Lee, whoever needs help, that that's fine. But they have to own and have agency then, to your point, Lee, mm-hmm. over the outcome. Mm-hmm. So let me make sure I get this straight. To be on Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure, no, no kumbaya moments. We no. must have a single point 
of uh, accountability. Yes. Ownership. Wow. Ownership. I like it. Bust a move. I got it. Might even break up some MC Hammer. There you go. Um, <laughs> what, I, I think this is important because uh, at the end of many of these uh, strategic planning sessions, uh, I do find that multiple people are, are on the line. And then three weeks later, they went to back to being busy and nothing happened. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Just don't, just don't go there. Jennifer raised an interesting point. You can have the, com- you can have the committee you can have co-contributors, or to Jeff's uh, point, co-creators, and we really do want co-creation in strategic planning mode. The more fingerprints on it, the better. Not to spread around plausible deniability if the plan doesn't happen and no results take place, although that rarely ever happens in the world of corporate, does it not? <laughs> Just kidding. So, but for the good things, right? So, to my earlier example with this offsite group. You know, we had an owner, to Jennifer's point, one person owns it. If two people feed the dog, the dog starves. Oh, I thought you did. No, I thought you did. No, poor dog. You know, right? So we want to make sure that the dog doesn't starve. So somebody owns this. Secondarily, in the committee, there are people of influence that have technical expertise and actually may have some enthusiasm for it because that's in their wheelhouse. Yeah. So if you task me with something because it looks like, you know, you're arbitrarily parking it under my name, I'll smile at you and say, oh, yeah, I'll take one for the team. I don't want to do that. I really want to do the things that are going to be in my wheelhouse. And if you do that, the people will do it with enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, so one of the things I I just want to back up to, and then Jennifer, you know, maybe, uh, depending on where we are around break, um, I I really want to start to get to the mechanics of, you know, Jennifer leads a year-long strategic planning session with many companies, and they meet sort of monthly, quarterly, uh, having conversations. So Jennifer, maybe after break, we can sort of walk through the process. Um, one of the things that Lee, you and I can probably talk about just for a moment here, uh, it was a conversation that I really started with, with um, Joanne Losey a couple weeks ago. So if you want to hear a lot more about talent development and succession planning, mm-hmm. go back a couple weeks, uh, check out our webpage, mm-hmm. um, and go back and listen to that session. This, though, is one of those times where you should pull out the succession plan, mm-hmm. your talent development, and that should be part of the conversation. That right? is such a great point because you're working through people. Yep. And remember, you and I talked about retention strategies you know, just a short time ago as sure. well. And you do not want to have that key contributor, key cog in your organization come to you out of the blue and go, oh, by the way, I've just got a great job offer. I'm leaving the organization. Right. And you start negotiating on the spot to keep them to retain, well, how much would it take to keep you? Well, I've already made my buying decision. Where were you six months ago or a year ago, right? So to your point about keeping the personnel engaged, the, the, the key players, the superstars and the rising stars engaged, absolutely. And it's fair game. I mean, in my past, we've done talent analysis, succession planning, because you, you're looking into the future, right? A lot of times people use the five-year time frame for strategic planning. I think that's a cliche. You know, we even talk about it, but what's real? I mean, really, it's kind of one to three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and um, to to Lee's point, uh, the the classic is the, you know, Michael Porter, Harvard Business, Mm -hmm. five-year. In today's world, uh, I think you can think about 
uh, what are some capital requirements, what's our market look like five years. Mm-hmm. So the actual blocking and tackling of getting goals, three is most of what we see. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, when it comes to the talent, though, a couple things to think about. One, should they be in the room? So if you've got someone that's a high potential, you know they need to learn that strategic thinking and mm-hmm. making the connections. Mm-hmm. So have you invited them to the room for one thing? Right? Elemental. The, the second thing is, as you were talking about, starting to put some meat. So we've got agreement on some of our major goals. You're starting to put some meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. Who are some of those folks that maybe we want them to take the initiative? Mm-hmm. And this is their chance to, to really do that. Mm-hmm. And don't make that an HR function. This is a business discussion. This is not, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, let's let's hand this off to HR and let them figure it out. No, this is you as executive saying, hey, we got some really talented people. How are we going to put our most talented against these strategic goals, right? <laughs> Please don't hand it off to HR. Yes. Please do not do that. Two former HR executives saying that, right? Well, I'm telling you, because it's your just point. You have talented people who want to do a good job and who need the developmental discussion. Yeah. Jennifer, anything you want to throw in this part of the conversation? Uh, yes, having those folks in the room uh, and teaching strategic thinking, yeah. you know, it is really the job of the expert to own their portfolio of business. It is a learned skill to be able to think about the whole organization. They need some exposure to how to do that and uh, and having an intentional practice by which you do that, including people in a conversation is helpful. Good. Uh, so uh, Jennifer and Lee and I will be back um, after the next break. What we'll be coming back to talk about is sort of the, the process of how do you set this thing up? You know, how do you go through it? What is, what's Jennifer seeing from working with these CEOs and C-suite throughout the course of the year? And what are some of the best practices as maybe mm-hmm. a couple of the watch outs? So mm-hmm. really appreciate you being with us. We will be back in two minutes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. This is Jeff Smith with Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Uh, so poor Jennifer, she's in here with Lee and me. And we're, yes, yeah, she middle is. Middle schoolers. Middle schoolers. <laughs> we were done with my age in between. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Just, uh, you know, about behind the scenes, we do talk about what we're going to talk about next. And then we just throw in some random dancing and have a good time. Marjorie, a dance party right after the show. <laughs> so welcome back. Uh, what we're talking about is strategic planning, and it has sounded, uh, sounded like that this is sort of an event. You go outside, you have it all done, and it's like, bam, we got it all done. And Jennifer, I think you would probably argue, instead of being so event-based, this is really about a strategic planning process. Mm-hmm. So as you think about it, you know, what are some of your tips and practices that you see in a strategic planning process? Well, first thing I would say is give, give people time to think when they're together, actual time to think, which means... Stop with the brainstorming momentum in the middle of the meeting and actually have people heads down, quiet, library time thinking. So there's a so that people really can have some of that uh, quiet, reflective time and then come back to the room. Uh, that's more of a that's more of a an event type of thing. But it came to mind because you people were dancing around. A bit <laughs> so so know the function of why of what the rhythm is that you want for the pace of your business, right? So mm-hmm. what's the pace of your business? What's the momentum of your cycle? If you're if you're starting and scaling, that's one momentum. If you've if you're plateauing and resting, that's another momentum. If you're taking another hill, that's another uh, type of work momentum, knowing that you have to also schedule and rest respite for your people. You can't just keep taking hills. I know from firsthand experience, because I'm someone who designs momentum that's, let's celebrate for a second, and then let's take two more hills. And that's not helpful for your workforce. So being able to really think about, okay, leader, your, your hands on the gear shift, right? What, what do your people need? And have you actually, if you're racing around the racetrack, you know, have you actually pulled off and had a pit stop or are you taking those people around the racetrack so many times without a pit stop that the wheels are going to come off the last time you go around? So yeah, I'll hear that real quick and then let you catch your breath. Um, this is a real conversation from Jennifer and I about two years ago where she, Jennifer, as you could tell, is an ideator, lots of ideas. And it was about September and I was just like, Jennifer, I need no more ideas from you until January. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> and, and the reason for it was that she was, I knew what her fall was going to be better than she did at that point, just because I had been through the cycle more times. And she was already full. And so there's this element of how much can we handle and where are we in our seasonality? And so a couple of things that she wanted to initiate were brilliant and would have been great in our strategic plan but they need to be in the next year. Mm-hmm. And so we came back and it was to her earlier point, instead of doing three things that fall and none of them being very good, she did one thing really focused in on it. And then we launched two other things come spring. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is this element of pace and too often we, as the leaders, we do this one time strategic plan event and we load up a bunch of stuff in that first quarter mm-hmm. instead of saying, 
what is in that first quarter? And what would make more sense? Is it in our business often, summertime's a good time for us to take a step back mm-hmm. and say, how do we develop our next program? How do we work on our next piece of content? When do we write some blogs? Because mm-hmm. you guys are at the beach and on vacation. Mm-hmm. You don't need strategic planning offsites. Mm-hmm. So really understanding your seasonality and your business matters. So what else you got first, Jennifer? I would say, so yes, you have your you have your thinking where let's pick an annual event. It's a longer event. Uh, give, your, give your team time to first come together gel and then to do the thinking that's a helpful practice going through some of those big um, lofty ideas and then drilling down to okay what's actionable and asking people in advance for the data that they'll need to be yes. successful in the room actionable data really is important um, this goes back to uh, the Qualtrics example um, when we were first starting to work with them they just didn't have a whole lot of data that was going to be that we need to measure for the strategic plan mm-hmm. it's okay Right? And so don't feel like it has to be for perfect. As the year went along, we got better at understanding what we wanted, mm-hmm. and we posed some questions of like, should we measure this, should we measure that? Good. And so again, more process. If we'd only waited, if we'd wait a year, we wouldn't have made much progress. But by meeting quarterly to really talk about it, and then monthly check-ins, we start to get our data quicker. And so having metrics and measurements, and then revisiting and seeing, is it trending? Not just in what we want, but do these metrics even make sense anymore? Because mm-hmm. you have your best stab at it, but sometimes you're wrong. Be willing to admit, maybe we chose the wrong metrics. Yeah? That is a great point. I mean, it was a, if you need to challenge assumptions. Yeah. One of the flaws I see sometimes in planning mode with groups is they load up the first quarter. Yeah. It's, it, it is a lot of wishful thinking at that point. Yeah. So I, you know, I've seen Jennifer design these things. I mean, there's a strategy session kickoff, and then to your point, there's there's check-in sessions at whatever interval interval makes sense. But you know, the the group that I was alluding to, they use something called key performance indicators, KPIs. Ooh. Sure. Nobody likes to hear the sound of that, so you better hit your KPI. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what are the underlying assumptions? So before they put it in, in the can, we said, okay, this is the final thing we're bringing to a board or final authority. We want you to go, I'll say, down the water line and test some of the assumptions that made. So you're making an assumption about productivity, or you're making an assumption about leadership, or you're making an assumption about capacity. Is that real? Remember some time ago, Jeff, we were talking about the iceberg of ignorance, right? where only 4% or 5% of the execs in an organization really truly understood and knew what the problems were or opportunities with, 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 that, with that firm. So if you challenge the assumptions that underlie this before you put your strategic plan in the can, say, here's our plan, you're way ahead of the curve. Good. Jeff, what's your So one of the things is you... Uh, mentioned Lee, you start with an annual conversation, then you keep just go, start mm-hmm. moving, right? And have a check in, whether that's every other month or quarterly, whichever based on the rhythm of the organization. But more often than not, it's quarterly for a second big conversation. In my perfect world, it'd be another day, but often it's a half day that you can get, right? Mm-hmm. But, but having the time and asking the question not what do we have yet to accomplish and what have we accomplished but what new things have we added mm-hmm. I often find that um, oftentimes it's the senior leader that loses track of all the things that the people the rank and file are doing mm-hmm. and it sim- can be simply too much for the organization and they're they're thinking about a, a 
top line of things, but the amount of work volume that's coming at folks in the middle can sometimes be overwhelming. So use that time to check your pace. Mm -hmm. Very important and reset expectations so that your people are continuing to drive through something that's going to keep them uh, sustainable and successful for the whole year. So that KPI may need to shift a little bit later from what you expected at the beginning would be the outcomes for your results. And so that your people can have that sense of, uh, of victory by the end of the year. That's an important piece of it. So that's my... So we're making shift happen again is what you're saying. So this is John Hagmeyer territory for you folks that are familiar with the interactive achievement story. Are you in the leadership space where you are allowing your people to plan well or are you being overbearing? If you're the sort of person in that leader mode who needs to know every detail and, and there's nothing wrong with being informed, you're not hearing me say being informed. What I am saying is give your people freedom to do their best planning and then get out of their way and let them bring it to you. That's one of the reasons why it's helpful to have a third-party facilitator Mm -hmm. because I can speak to that in a way that doesn't have as much heat or mm-hmm. or fear, right, as somebody who's a direct report of the person who's mm-hmm. making the, who's calling the shots and making the decision. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those things to say, well, let's just have a question about pace. And these are the these are the risks that I see. That it's not about my workload, right? It's about the health of your organization as I see it. So that's another I think piece for having outside folks. Uh, um, let me just hit yeah. one quick comment here. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. And what I mean by that is that some of you that are listening are like, we're not even doing it yet. I'm interested in starting this. Don't feel like you have to have a perfect plan. Mm -hmm. Good is just start to have the conversations and you'll get better over the next couple of years. And so start and then have an ongoing conversations. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can't do two days or a day offsite. Maybe it's a half day. Do something though. Mm -hmm. And so... And, you know, I would say uh, we, we, we have enjoyed Rhythm by Patrick Thien. We have some of our own skills and tool sets that we provide. Mm-hmm. But what I'd say is just get started and dedicating the time will be key insights, right? So sometimes people, that, you know, our listeners here feel like they have to get it perfect and so they never start. So, you know, one of the tips I'd want folks to leave here with, you know, as we start to kind of close on some of our best practices is just start. Just try mm-hmm. and see what happens. Right. Jennifer, how about you? And, and, and it's as simple as the question of how are people, what's our product, how's it doing, right? Uh, slow down and do that again for me. How are our people? Okay, good, right? yeah, yeah. What's our product and mm. how's it performing? How's it performing, right? yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then what's our productivity and our pace like? Yeah. And if you just ask those questions, you'll have a pretty good sense of the state of the state of the union, if you will. Yeah, I'd add for us, you know, we had about an hour and 15 minute conversation this morning about sort of the state of our marketplace, right? right. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what are the trends? What are we seeing? We kind of mm-hmm. went, uh, where are we currently doing business? What are we seeing? Who's hiring? Who's not hiring? What's the economy like to, you know, just so that we felt fresh mm-hmm. on what we're looking at. And we actually thought about it because day in and day out, you just get busy right. and that noise goes by. Yeah, mm-hmm. This was a nice way for us to pull back we didn't get to a whole lot of resolution, but it made us think in different ways that will lead us to some resolution over the next couple of months. You said a great word there, and that is noise. And I can't count how many times I've been in either middle-level groups or senior-level groups or in some board situations where people form an opinion or a conclusion based on part of the story, a.k.a. noise. So I've heard that, and that becomes part of this discussion. 
And it's like, okay, look, you know, he's just being disrespected here, but what's the basis for that? Are you dealing with, you know, hyperbole? Would you use this the word on the street? I mean, it has its place. It's only one data point. Is it so? Is that actually true? And if so, you know, tell me, tell me why you think this was. We've wasted a lot of time in some of these discussions with people having to debug some of that stuff. Jennifer. But one thing that came to mind while we were having this conversation is, are you current in your field? Yeah. And not just the field of the marketplace for the thing that you offer the world, but are you current in your field in terms of the working environment you're providing your workforce? Mm-hmm. Is it current? Is it relevant? And people are, we're trying to have our goods and services for sure be competitive, but we also want our to be competitive for the talent that we have. And so are we creating the right environment that's going to be and bring out the best Mm -hmm. in the people that are around um, us that are creating the idea for the next thing we're going to do? So are we current in our field? Do we know what's going on in our industry? And do we know what's going on in in the work environments that people are creating today? That is a great point. And everybody understood what Jennifer was just saying. So I'll say it a different way. Culture trumps planning every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. I can have a great plan, but if the leadership doesn't get it, if they don't have sufficient IQ and EQ to make it happen, to carry it off, it doesn't matter how good my plan is. So we do, you hear the words, be the employer of choice. We want to, people are our highest priority. Are they? If so, it, that should be reflected in your plan and not to mention in the budgets for that plan. Yeah. Jennifer, any last thing, comment from you? Want to do the wrap here? I'm good. You're good. Believe it or not. Wow, this is crazy. You're Jeff Rapp. There we go. <laughs> yo, 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 my name is Jeff, but I don't know this. Where I get the ball to jump right? I take no pity. Oh, oh wait, is this? Oh, that's a different show. Okay, okay so. What just happened? <laughs> High school basketball rap. That was what that was. That's right. So, um, we're having a flashback. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a, a fast moving all over the place kind of show today. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer and I will be back uh, next week. We will be focused, aligned, and ready. Over our next over our next few weeks, just so you know, we are going to be studying things like um, we will have a host on the show that has survived the the uh, accident in New York. Oh, with, yeah, uh, Miracle on the Hudson. Yeah, Miracle on the Hudson. Yeah, we're going to talk about that some. We're, uh, we've got someone coming in that's written a book about purpose and mm-hmm. what's it mean for organizations and how well do they align to their purpose. Uh, we will also continue some conversations around uh, how do we keep people motivated and engaged, as well as um, we have Susan Ward come in and talk about what's it like to be working in the global uh, arena and bouncing between countries and what are some of the best practices you can have for global mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, we appreciate you being here each and every week. We we like the the notes and cards and calls we get during the week. If you want to send us an email, uh, Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com is probably the easiest way to get us. If you want to go and re-listen to the show or check out the blog, come out to uh, VoltageLeadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with us on LinkedIn at either Jeff Smith, Lee Huber, or Jennifer Owen O'Quill at Voltage Leadership Consulting. And then you can follow us on Twitter at Voltage Leadership. We really appreciate you to listen each and every week. Uh, your ideas really help stimulate the show. So drop us any ideas you have. In the meantime, though, we appreciate all the hard work that you're doing to become a better leader. Please join us again next week. And in the meantime, have a fantastic week. And good luck to the folks in Texas. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.